0: Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep?
1: Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference.
0: Because otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. One of the joys of reading books to children is enjoying the illustrations by talented artists that take us into different worlds. Earlier this year, we had a chat with Auntie Joy Murphy, An Order of Australia Senior Aboriginal Elder of the Wurundjeri people of Melbourne and surrounds about her book, Welcome to Country. Today, we meet Lisa Kennedy, artist mum and descendant of the troll people from north-east Tasmania. Lisa's illustrations take us into the land of the Wurundjeri people with the River Gums and Bunjil the Eagle. I started by asking Lisa how she made such evocative illustrations.
1: Yeah, so... It's one thing to have the feeling and it's a, a, another thing to be able to um, make that feeling physical through the illustration. So, yeah, that was, that was my goal to try and do something that the readers of the books would feel. So, so, so how did I do it? My choice of colors was I used earth colors and earth greens and beautiful tubes of ochre colors. So that was one way of actually connecting myself to what I wanted to paint was through my my tubes of paint. And then the next thing was to get the composition and the composition would give me the feeling of country. And then there was the emotion like what what actual um, feeling do I want to portray in this part of the story? So it was a combination of the colours, the composition, and also trying to um, work out um, what people would identify with and what they would connect with.
0: There's this beautiful dreamlike quality about all of it, and I don't know if it looks like because the characters almost look like they're sleeping and there's this gorgeous almost starlight throughout particularly the first pages of the book, but all through really there's a real sense of a kind of... Yeah, dreaminess and I'm just wondering if that was intentional or am I just reading into what I can see?
1: No, that is intentional and probably my signature style is my stars run through everything. Stars are really important to me and I just love the stars. I've always had just a great connection to the stars and I at night, you know, I spend a lot of time outside looking at the stars and so I'm really conscious of starlight reflecting in water and those sorts of things and I have spent a lot of time outdoors. So, yeah, no, no, it's very, very conscious. And I just feel when I paint the stars, I'm connecting to, to the old people. And so I feel that they give their blessing when I paint the stars. And so it's sort of a little magic trick, a little um, artistic device, I suppose, as well. It just works. Can you tell me, uh, talk
0: to me a bit more about that connection to the elders, to the, well, to those that have come before and to that kind of process of storytelling in your pictures. I'm not sure how you've done it because I'm looking at the pictures now, but that really does come through in your pictures the way they're all very layered and they seem to have that running through all of them. What does that storyline mean to you? What does that history mean to you today when you do these sorts of picture books?
1: Um. Oh, well, that, that's a very big loaded question. <laughs> so, and, and and what you're looking at is the end result, mm. meaning that it takes a long, long time to get all that onto the physical canvas. So the beginning of the process is to visualise it and then, like I said, just gather the tools and the resources and, and do a lot of little I- sketching and ideas. I do, I'd probably spend a lot of time dreaming <laughs> before I do anything and it actually doesn't happen quickly. It's a very slow process of building things up. And sometimes I feel, you know, I'm not really in control of this process. It's um, It takes a while until I get to the, the part at the very end where I feel, you know, the old people, the ancestors, the elders sort of start to come through onto the page or into the work. So it's about um, creating something that I can bring the spirit through.
0: And you mentioned that you love to be outside. You spend a lot of time outside. Um, Do you ever do any of your work outside or is it that just because, like you say, you've um, brought that to life in your images, this sense of texture and sound and um, just a feel of being outdoors. I'm, I'm just wondering how how much your work is done in connection with that. Is it something that you need to be in when you're creating something like this?
1: Yeah, I prefer to. I've I've sort of lived outdoors (laughs) nearly all my life, actually. I'll do anything not to actually be sleeping in a house. So I spend a lot of time (laughs) in in tents and in the bush and um, used to take my first son up into the bush and put a tent up and stay overnight because that's where I'd feel really connected and really comfortable and I don't do that anymore now because I've got more children and I sort of have to fit into society <laughs> <laughs> a little bit better but, yeah, no, I just really love the outdoors and the animals and so I, I work a lot better if I'm in a really – in a beautiful natural environment, yeah, with, you know, trees, sky. I'm not much good staying in the city for too long.
0: And do you think your kids have taken after you in that aspect?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, my youngest one at the moment—he well, he he loves swimming. My two youngest ones love swimming, but he he wants to go diving, and he's um sort of embarking on this learning how to uh, scuba dive, and he wants to get down under there and see what's below the sea. And he's got a camera now, and and I think you know that's really interesting. Because my other story was about um you know, diving with Seal. Seal was one of my characters, and so I, I think my kids are just growing alongside me, and it, it's not particularly special or interesting at this stage. When they're older, I'll probably look back and think that was a bit weird. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think it's definitely, you know, they're, they're definitely a, a part of living that way. And, they're they're
0: obviously they're a bit. Sorry to interrupt, Lisa, but they're obviously a bit older now. If your youngest is going scuba diving, but these oh no,
1: not, no, not really. He's only ten.
0: Oh, he's ten. <laughs> Wow, what an um, adventurer. <laughs> he
1: he wants to, he's learning. Yeah, so
0: Wow. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Lisa Kennedy. She's an illustrator, a descendant of the Trawalwe people of the northeast coast of Tasmania. We're talking about this fabulous children's book called Welcome to Country. It was written by Auntie Joy Murphy, and Lisa has done some incredible illustrations for this book. We're just talking about how Lisa works and the things that inspire her, namely being outside all the time as much as she can be. Um you also, I understand, looked at the paintings of William Barrack, the artist. Can you tell us why that was important to you and how he influenced this book?
1: Yeah, he was very important because William Barrack is, of course, Auntie Joy's great uncle and great grandfather to lots of Wurundjeri mobs. So, you know, he's a very special, very special person, has a great part in uh, in his family tradition. So... The story being Auntie Joy's ancestral story. He was really the first person, ancestor, elder, that I went to because because of his beautiful paintings. We've got this fantastic record of what he wanted to pass on, what still is being passed on. So I felt that I was just being offered this opportunity to be part of that process of passing on the stories in, in a new and different way. Because we use whatever we can to, to continue that tradition and that process, and I was so lucky to be working with Auntie Joy. And
0: and this book is a children's book. It's been written. It starts in language, and of, there's a translation there, and then it goes forward in English. What are you hoping a book like this can do for young? people, both Indigenous and non-Indigenous? Because I imagine these these are stories that are oral and passed down that way, but this is a really interesting take on Welcome to Country that I've never seen before. I'm just wondering what your hopes are for it.
1: Yeah, well, I think my hopes and our hopes, I think, have been fulfilled in lots of ways because um, people have been really enjoying it and um, it's had a great acceptance and I suppose that one of the the great things is that I think I can play a part in is just doing creative things that are a little bit different and then it tends to allow or open up a space where other people can say oh well well, I can do that too you know I can go this way or we can go that way and we can find new ways to um, to pass on stories to teach children and really the books are just visualizations they're just um you know, they're like movies, you can close your eyes and you can tell a story to yourself. You can sit out in the bush and you can hear a story, you can listen in the bush and hear a story. So and putting it into a, a book is, a, is an incredible, incredibly big message stick that goes out everywhere. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And and I mean, for me, it seems to bring to life much more understanding for me about respecting the ancestors of the First Nations. Um, is that something that you hope non-Indigenous children will get from it?
1: Yeah. In a non-didactic sort of way, just the way I work is to just try and create the experience for all people. So there's that feeling element and sense of connection for everybody and, you know, rather than be saying this is the way it was or this is the way it should be in that didactic sort of way, but it's more of an invitation to participate in something and then children particularly can relate to that, you know, and I think, you know, the child part of me paints and that, that's the beautiful thing and we all have the child within us who sees things in a in a sort of a, you know, colourful and bright and special way. So that's how we all connect.
0: You mentioned that part of this is about allowing children to experience this kind of story and participate and create based on this understanding of honouring the ancestors of the First Nations. I'm just wondering, I'm just thinking personally, I sort of find myself responding to this book as an adult and in a way that I'd never really connected with um, Welcome to Country before. Do Do you think that also sometimes children's books can have that impact on their parents as well?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So really I was painting for everyone, so that's a challenge. Maybe first time around when I did do these paintings, maybe I just did it and I didn't sort of analyse who it was for, but I'd, I just worked through the sense of, I suppose, the childlike, the childlike sense, probably more for, for adults. And so, yeah, maybe maybe I was a bit surprised about what, Adults got from it, mm. um, but that uh, that does just go to show that you know we all have that um, child part of ourselves that does respond to things still in that way.
0: Mm. Well, they're beautiful. They're beautiful paintings, and it's a lovely book. So, Lisa, thank you so much for speaking with us.
1: Thank you very much, Shabon.
0: That was illustrator Lisa Kennedy, a descendant of the Trawulwe people from northeast Tasmania. You can hear the book, Welcome to Country, here on Kindling Kids Radio and in the app. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.